You are now listening to Black Guy Therapy, a therapeutic podcast. Hey, 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 hey. What up, what up, what up? There it is, I, tried, I stole Henry's line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did, that was quick too. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Black Guy Therapy. If this is your first time listening to, to us, I'd like to say welcome, welcome, oh, welcome. Simon. Simon. And they can have a quiet storm voice. <laughs> okay, I'll get out the quiet storm voice. Oh, anyway, uh, it, just got, it just got weird right there. <laughs> well, anyway, welcome to Black Guy Therapy. If this is your first time listening to us, another world therapeutic podcast. That's what we call ourselves. We're a therapeutic podcast designed for black men to vent about issues that generally we probably wouldn't just talk about in our normal everyday life. So um, that's what we're here for. If this is your first time discovering us, again, welcome. We we hope that you, that you get something, and we hope that we, uh, you know, jog your i say jog your mind but you know um create a new wrinkle in your brain or at least make you think about something anyway what's up joe what's going on my brother how you i'm all right how are you doing not too bad no complaints awesome henry it's good to what's see that? you it's good to man, see man it's you. great to be here man it's great to be here you know first day out i've been you know they locked <laughs> your boy down they had me in the pen <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean, I went and I got the coffin on everybody, so they let me out. Uh, <laughs> so that's what kids do to you, right? Mm-hmm. You ain't gonna get them. I bet I can make you get them. Right. <laughs> so it's always good to have them back. See, it's I don't know if you've listened to any of our previous episodes without you. We we always ask about you. Um, yeah. We always do. It's funny. My phone never rings. Well, it's a lie. That is, yeah, my that has to be a lie. Right, because... right, okay, okay. Let me take that back. Joe, my phone does ring. Todd, my phone don't ring. No, no. Let Let's go back. Every time, every time we do a podcast, I send the link to your email, and obviously you, know you got what? it today. You know so I know that you got it the other times. You know what? My people always told me when they start changing the subject, just have a drink. <laughs> But but you the one changing the subject. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I'm gonna have my drink because he changed the subject. Anyway. So speaking of subjects, what we got tonight, fellas? I'm gonna take over the lead maestro today, man. Sit back. Okay. So uh what you got on your mind over there, brother? Brother Joe. <laughs> well, I got questions today, brothers. We got, I got questions. Oh, Todd, you got some answers. I may. Let's do it. I feel like we, we um, because of the season, as Todd, you mentioned this on, on one of the episodes we did here recently, we were in the voting season. So a lot of the stuff that we talked about found its way back to politics, even though we're not a political podcast. Sure. Now that we're kind of beyond that season, so to speak, now I want to kind of jump back into some of those things that directly impact Black men. So I was listening to a, a podcast and I'm gonna give a shout out here because I actually enjoy it. Uh, it's called the hood nerd podcast and you can find it right on Spotify and, and a lot of the other outlets that put out your podcast. Uh, but uh, the host often talks about a gynocracy and, and I'm not going to jump into that too much right now, but he talked a lot about feminism and, and it got me to thinking, I was like, you know, I'm going to ask these questions first and then we can kind of break them down individually. But I was like, in terms of feminism, I wonder if black men or white men are more, more, which, which one of the two is more so the villain. Then I start thinking, well, 
man, for a, a, a black woman specifically that is lesbian, what need does she have for a man at all? And then three, do we black men hold any value anymore for our black women? And and to, to kind of give a little extra context there, clearly, I think the three of us will say yes. But based on what we see, whether it's Beyonce's Girls Run the World or The Future is Female, all these narratives that are kind of trying to elevate one above the other, because the reality is women have been done wrong. That's factual. I, I, I'll stand on that all day, as have black people have been done wrong as have the LGBTQ community been done wrong. Any group that that has come up against our white brothers specifically seems to have been done wrong in some capacity. Well, I'm going to uh, take it a step further. White people have been done, done wrong by white people as well. Factual. That's why, that's why they left, uh, what was that, Europe? Factual. So, hey. But go back to it. Continue, brother. I'm sorry. No, 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 that's good. And and I think Todd, you're about to say something, but I just want to make sure I gave that context for the listeners so they understand why the question is being asked uh, and then just kind of form it up a little bit better for, for a, a better dialogue around it. So starting first, in terms of feminism, we can't speak for a woman or a feminist because we, we are not either one of those things. But if you had to guess, your best guess, do you think white men or black men are more of the villain in the eyes of feminists today, 2020. Black men. So, and I don't know, maybe That'd this, be my is, guess. this is the, this is the, the law student in me, right? I'm <clears throat> where you, where you stood, where you, where you put this, this at, I mean, there's so much before it and I'm sure there's so much after it. Right. Of course. Um, but I think, before we even get into that, and, and obviously we're going to go question by question, but we probably need to understand what feminism feminism is, or, or at least what we intend it to be. I mean, is that a fair okay. assessment? Yeah. So, so feminism by definition. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, here's the thing: we're we're being listened to all over. Mm-hmm. So. I don't want people to think that just our narrow and I don't know, I don't know what your definition is. I don't know what Henry's definition is of feminism, but I think that we need to probably expand at least, at least say what it is or what we think it is. Right. Yeah. And that's fair. So, so per the dictionary, it's the advocacy of women's rights on the basis of the equality of the sexes. Okay. What else does it say? What's Let's see if I can point? get some, some additionals. <laughs> yeah, because usually they got a lot of them. Uh, feminist noun, a person who supports the equality of women with men, uh, a member of a feminist political movement, one who believes in the social, political, and economical equality of the sexes relating to or in accordance with feminism. And then ultimately from, oh, that's the definite, I mean, the uh, etymology where the word okay. came from. So, so basically the advocacy of women's rights on, mm-hmm. on the basis of equality, what do you say? Basis of equality of the sexes, some to yeah. effect. Okay. Economical equality of the sexes. Yep. Okay. And and also, just in Todd's terms, equality. You know, 
I, I, I'm going to say political, economical, whatever, equality across the board, mm-hmm. right, of the, <clears throat> between men and women, because there was something there about men and women equality. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm good there. So now that we know a little bit about that, like, what was your question again? So, so starting with the first question, in terms of modern era 2020, who do you think is more of the villain in the eyes of the modern day feminist, black men or white men? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have an answer. I don't know. Yeah. I, and I know it's hard to, it's hard to speak for a, a group that you're not a part of, but, you know, just trying to use that, that given that best college guess. And, and Henry, you actually said black men, right? So what was, it was yeah. black men or white men? Yeah. Okay. So I can speak for 25% of white men. <laughs> because that's 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 what's in me, but I don't know. So there you in, go. in the eyes of the public, I'm I'm gonna say black men. Now, is that true? No, because somebody a certain group got a 400 year head start on them. That'd be totally different. So so that that's interesting to me because my I would still today, yesterday, tomorrow still say that it would be white men. Why do you say? Because I'm I'm with you, public opinion only. Yeah, yeah, that's public opinion. Yeah, it, it would be us because what what do you see majority of? You know, you don't see a, a you don't see like an episode of a, of a favorite sitcom or anything showing a white man doing anything wrong by a black woman, mm. as far as if they're in a relationship together. But in every sitcom, you see a a black couple, the the husband's dealing with infidelity. Ain't that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, infidelity, uh, like addictions such as drugs, gambling problems, something that the woman becomes emotionally stressed over and is essentially breaks up their home. Mm. So I would say, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. So I'm thinking, and I'm looking at the totality of the circumstances here. Um, you know, we say, is it is it black man or white man? Well, can we not... Could we not say this is just a this is a hypothesis, right? This is just a okay. question. Like, could we not say that that given whatever or whoever the feminist person is wh- or whatever feminist movement is moving, could it not be the feminists who have made made a villain for their personal benefit? So gain. That's kind of where I was going, because what I was thinking in my mind also, I because I, initially when feminism began in the 60s, it really was about because you have to understand at that time, black people specifically were not on the level of a white woman. Well, black women weren't on the level of a white woman and black men and white women might have been shoulder to shoulder. White women, White women definitely had the the rule of the law on their side, for sure. We've seen that historically. But in terms of rights, it might have been black men might have even had a few more rights than than white women. But to your point, the question you just asked, which I think is brilliant. If if I'm a black woman and I've never really had any interactions with white men, then what fits better in my narrative is going to be black men have withheld or have put me in this position. But for white women, it's probably going to be the opposite. The question that I always ask, anytime you're dealing with like racism, feminism, capital, any of those isms, 
who that's at the top of that that you're speaking about that's controlling this problem what are they doing with that power how are they impacting you directly so when i think about feminism and in in our community i'm i always come back to the same thought which is we were both struggling we weren't wanted we we were no longer needed in this country what power did i have to withhold from you cuz when we're talking about equality there's a level of power associated with somebody who can take equality from you what power did we have as black men to withhold some type of a power from you and then you go to the other side white men did have the power to withhold that equality from you so even with like racism it's hard for me to look at black people and say yeah black people are racist i, I really don't buy into that theory however i do believe that like the rest of the world we buy into stereotypes and we feed off of those stereotypes yes that's true we may be bigots, but being a racist to me means there is something that I'm using as a means of power to withhold something from you. And until black people have a right to or not a right, but the authority, the power to withhold things from our white counterparts, it's hard for me to look at them as race, as us, as being racist. Bigots, maybe uh, stereotypical stereotypers. Absolutely. But. Feminist, same thing. It's like, how can you hold me to a standard of accountability when I don't have the authority to withhold something from you to somebody who does? So that's why I'm like of feminists. So I wonder, and and this is just me thinking outside the box here, if, you know, if we put ourselves in these boxes, black and white boxes, right? Mm -hmm. Could we say that both, could we just say, Men in general are the 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 villains, villains. of feminism, right? Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, and mm-hmm. let's be real. I think that obviously we're men. We we mansplain things, right? We always mansplain mm-hmm. things, and let's be real. A lot of men run the world, like yeah, point blank, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so it's like, could our could men's lack of 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 awareness, understanding, whatever, could that be? could that be the villain right is it our is it our lack of understanding and our lack of awareness the villain that is actually you know the the wedge between us and the feminist movement i don't know that's just me thinking out loud i'm just asking questions yeah henry you got anything for that no 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 not top of my head right now because i i like i said i can only speak from one side and the side that I come from will still probably be that, yeah, all men, yeah, we, I guess, you can lump us all together as far as what happens, because I picture pretty much like black on black crime. That really, that isn't a real thing. You're just going to c- commit the crime next to the person that you're with. Yes. And then you have a lot of people that, you know, people have a problem with playing the victim in situations to make themselves look like they were done wrong. Yes. To, to so, further their cause, yeah, yeah I agree. To, to further what they further what they want. So, and, and that's a, no, I was gonna say that's a great segue too to that that another piece of that question, which was now I want to just deal directly with black people only. For a black lesbian, what value, if any, or need does a black feminist, a black lesbian feminist, have for a man? What purpose can we possibly serve her in her life? 
on what level? Yeah, yeah. Because before on I answer this, I need, to know, I need to understand it. Because you, this is that's loaded to me. If, you, if you're <laughs> saying is. it, if you're saying it is for like sexual pleasure, no, nothing whatsoever. Well, well, even going but, beyond that, outside of uh, the only thing that I could think of is advocacy. So being yeah. an advocate and an ally in your struggle against the oppressive nature of these men who who are yeah, intentionally you trying to, to you need those friends from the other side to stand and fight with you like no they're not bad they they cool yeah leave them alone and, and let's be it, real i mean they have these these lesbian women have fathers right mm-hmm. like they have brothers they correct have, they have these people in their life so we can't you know they 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 need they need us just like we need them you that's what I'm saying. So, like, on what level are we talking about the need? Be? Yeah, that's why I was like, let me before he, <laughs> let me add, let me ask, let me clarify. So, yeah, because companionship in the sense of like friendship, yeah, they they're still gonna need that because their their body is still gonna produce a certain hormone that has them in their feminine needs that where they need to feel protected. So that's that that's an interesting point, and and. I don't mind ruffling feathers, so so if this makes anybody uncomfortable, I, I mean, I apologize. I'm gonna say this. It hey, makes you sound hey, like Joe, a homophobe. Joe, look at the screen. Straight up. <laughs> look That's at the screen, unfortunate. Joe. <laughs> That's <laughs> unfortunate because because it's Ruff certainly feathers, not meant brother. to be a homophobic. Because number one, I think people use that out of context. Ninety nine percent of the time, a phobia is a fear. Right, I ain't said nothing about being afraid. So that number right. one cancels that. Hey, ain't think, no way I could be a homophobe because I ain't said it. nothing about think being about afraid. It. Somebody listening to this for the first time, they're mm-hmm. gonna they're gonna think like, man, he may be homophobic, right? Because they don't know the if, if this is the first episode that they listen to mm-hmm. and they don't know you, like mm-hmm. they probably would 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 feel some type of way. You know what I'm saying? And I don't care about yeah. you know. Obviously, we're here. This is we're having uncomfortable conversations. That's that's what we do. But like, I'm just saying. I'm I'm trying to think of everybody. It makes it it makes it sound like, you know, well, yeah. you may be a homophobe, which I don't think and, you're a homophobe, right? And and to be honest with you, I could care less with somebody. And I know people say that all the time. I don't yeah. care what people think. When I say that, I mean if if we're having a conversation and I'm not coming out with hate speak, yeah, and you still think that I'm a homophobe, that's on you. That ain't got nothing to do with me anymore, and no. I'm I'm totally okay with that. Um, so, so my point is, I just find it, I, I thought about it and I thought it was interesting when, uh, we went to one of the rallies that they had here in Nashville, and this is probably maybe three years ago. And what I noticed was initially, and we talked about it on here before too, the black lives matter, the movement itself, not just the phrase, but the movement, uh, we talked about it started by two, um, black women, both lesbian and in their, um, not the bylaws, but their uh, geez, what do you call it? Their um oh, their the the mission, like their mission or the whatever. mission statement. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Yes, you broke it down. in the mission statement. Yes, in the mission statement, never once did it mention anything about men. And I was like, that's interesting because a man was killed, but it's the Black Lives Matter movement that is out here protesting. And for me, it was it was strange because I was like, well. You would think that on the website in the mission statement initially, because it's since changed, which means that there might have been some evolution, some growth there, or somebody just pointed it out. Um, But I just thought that was interesting. And I looked around the crowd and I'm like, wow, there's a lot of folks here. And maybe 
men's lives are not primarily what they're concerned about. Maybe they're here because they have their own agenda and they feel like this is a perfect opportunity to also fight for their rights. Inclusivity is going to be at the top of the forefront, at the beginning, at the apex of every every issue that happens. It's always going to be something around that. And, and I just found that interesting. So when I'm talking about it, I'm looking at even there's a show I, I and I mentioned to y'all earlier, uh, Drinks with Queens, I believe is the name of it. Let me make sure I got that right. It's called Cocktails with Queens. Cocktails. And it's uh, Claudia Jordan, Lisa Ray, Selena Johnson, and Vivica Fox. And um, after hearing um, the Hood Nerd podcast and what he what he did, which I thought was pretty smart, he talked about a certain thing and then he played the videos. He played the the audio, rather, of the conversations. And everything that he played made me go want to listen like, well, maybe it's not enough context. Maybe I need to hear more. But what I never heard was these ladies taking responsibility. Now, I'm not saying that they're a part of LGBTQ community or anything like that. Just saying that there's definitely seeming this narrative out there that Black women and Black women are divided and it's at it's the fault of Black men because either we didn't stand up and protect them enough, we uh, celebrate them when they're out there uh, half naked at strip clubs, whatever else it is, we celebrate it. We give the likes. We we give comments and do all this stuff, which I do agree with. There, we are g- guilty of that. Uh, whether it's uh, you, you got five, six, seven kids by all these different women's, women's, <laughs> all yeah. these different women. So there is a level of responsibility. It, once in a while, it does. Uh, it, you know, there's this level of responsibility that has to fall on your shoulders. But Todd, I think you mentioned it earlier, that accountability piece. At some point, when do I say, all right, I'm also at fault for this. So all this is what's going on in my mind. It's like, when do I say, okay, you're not the bad guy. Maybe it's something that I'm doing. And that's that's where I'm at right now is I don't care what your movement is, what you're a part of. That's on the other side of the fence, too. And we talked about it here. Yeah. A white nationalist like I don't care what your cause is, but at what point do you look in the mirror and say, okay, maybe Start I'm taking, tripping. Yeah. Yeah. Taking responsibility for your act. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I, you know. I, I can follow that. I mean, straight up, you know, I get that. That um, goes back to the, the individual in the situation playing the victim put the further they're called. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I no, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to bring that up. Go ahead. <laughs> No, 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 because because I don't I don't I don't think that I could talk intelligently about it. I think I could talk from Todd's standpoint about it, which may not be a very intelligent um, thing. So I'm I'm not going to go. Joe, what's your next question? I'm going to keep I'm going to move (laughs) forward. (laughs) No, go ahead, brother. No, man. Yeah. Well, well, like you, I mean, that's that was kind of my challenge because this isn't the first time I thought about it right before we did this show. I've been thinking about this type of stuff for a long time now, uh, but I just didn't feel like I was equipped with the tools to speak to it simply because of my gender. Yeah. And then what I start realizing is, but wait a minute. You got the other side of the fence speaking on behalf of black men, you got other cultures speaking on behalf of, but you got all these people that are stepping over the line. So I'm like, well, the line is, doesn't even exist anymore. And what I, I what yeah. I can do is, is speak my truth and then give the facts 
of why I feel that way behind it. So everything that I'm saying, I can't speak as if I'm a feminist. I can't speak as if I'm a lesbian. There are certain shoes that I just can't stand in, but I'm okay with that because the position that I'm coming from is not one that's meant to demean anybody else. It's just, I don't understand this. Why does this happen? And then when I listen to shows like, uh, cocktails with queens i i can't help but to think like man this this whole 30 40 minutes y'all been talking it's been pointing the finger at black men and then they'll come out and say something like well, we're not bad we're not bashing black men but and and it's acceptable in those circles or or a red table talk a jada pinkett show man the whole world was was angry at everybody else because men were like, why is Aisha Curry tripping back in the day when she was saying she desired the attention of other men the same way her husband gets it from other women? We were wrong for saying she was tripping and she was celebrated as a hero, a champion for coming out and being open about how she really felt. But on the flip side, if I, Joel, came out and been like, man, my wife gets all this attention. She got people in the DMs all the time. People are always smiling and waving and, and trying to highlight her when she goes to the grocery store and do, does this. I, I, I'm, Man, I think it's wrong because I'm not getting that same attention. Do you know what the community of women would say about me? They would, man, you'd yeah. be hung on the cross. I'll be slaughtered. So how is it? How, that's what I'm talking about. We, we're talking about equality. Yeah. But now on one hand, it's okay for you to do it. But we know for a fact, if I did it, that I get slaughtered in the court of public opinion. Yeah. And, uh, and we'll go ahead, Henry. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, you know, and you, and you think about it too. Think about your, your target audience and who are the people who say these things, right? Like, I, I mean, we could, we, we know for a fact that maybe maybe the majority of people may say uh you know what joel said is wrong if he if he feels that way he needs to be single and and playing the field right like but there's always going to be that group that's like no that's he's absolutely right like he he should be able to get the same looks as you know his wife or girlfriend yeah. or whatever right and and it right. takes me back to <clears throat> the twenty five percent rule, which I talk about that all the time. Um, I don't know if I've I know I've told I know I've told Joel Henry. Have I told you my twenty? Well, it's not my twenty five percent rule, but the twenty five percent rule. No, share with me, bro. So twenty five percent of people will hate you no matter what. Twenty five percent of people will love you no matter what. Twenty five percent of people who hate you will be persuaded to love you, and twenty five percent of people who love you will be persuaded to hate you. So, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> That's crazy. But it's true. You, you know what I'm saying? It is super true. When you break super it down. True. Yeah. Yeah. Super true. But again, that that's kind of what my point is, too. It's like, we know that people, number one, everybody deserves the right to evolve, grow, change, whatever it is, opinions, uh, uh, things that you said in the past, whatever it is, everybody should be given that opportunity to grow as long as they're growing because they're trying to do and be better. Um, but again, I'll give this example. In my experience, Joel's lifetime, I have never seen a couple that was together that went their separate ways where the woman wasn't automatically protected. It's always been 
Why they break up? He must have cheated. He must have done something. You had and to do something wrong. Had to, and I've yeah. never heard it. It just again, just my experience only. I've never heard it. The other, I've never heard somebody lead with. They broke up. Oh, she must have cheated. She must have. She must have went and had a, a baby. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I've yeah. never heard that ever. So it's become socially acceptable almost. To Henry's point earlier, what you see on television, because art imitates life, and television, all it is, is a form of art. So Correct. when they're putting these images out there in front of you that this dude cheated on his girlfriend or he beat her or he got an issue with drugs or gambling or he got bad credit or he'd been in jail or he got two or three other kids by these other women, these mm -hmm. are the narratives that are being created and pushed. So it's almost become socially acceptable to believe that if a black relationship fails, it's because the black men and listening to uh, cocktails with queens, that's kind of what they were saying is that they feel that the reason why our, our, our women and men are at odds the way they are is because the men, the men didn't do a good enough job of protecting them. So it's like, what do you, as a man, what do you do knowing that there's going to be, lose, brother. it's a lose. Yeah, it, yeah. It feels like, it feels like at least not saying that necessarily is a lose, lose, but it certainly feels like it. Yeah, I can, you know, I can agree with that. I, and this, just talking about this, this takes me back to when I was in college. I remember I was dating a girl and I think she had cheated on me and I broke up with her, but everybody instantly thought that I did something wrong. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, no, it wasn't me. It was definitely her. Right. And, and you're right. There is this, this, and, and granted that society, right. we, like you said, you, if you see it so many times, that's what you start to believe. So if you Absolutely. watch it on these TV shows, you watch in these movies, because I mean, let's be real. Let's be let's be whole heart like a whole. We're gonna have a heart to heart right now. So my man Tyler Perry, boy, Tyler Perry boy. makes movies mm -hmm. based on let's go, let's go to church real quick of black people, right? And that's not, I mean, that's that's how he makes his money. And I'm glad he's making a lot of money because I like to see black people prosper. But I'm like, if you're going to perpetuate these stereotypes, like, because who is the main audience of these freaking Tyler? Black uh, women. The, black women, A, mm -hmm. and white women, believe it or not. White women love Medea. Interesting. Ah, okay, I did, yeah, I can I see that. Looked at, I looked at some stats um, and this has been years ago, um, but there were some stats and it was just talking about the, the, the demographics of people who watch Tyler Perry movies. Yes, it was a very large black population, but there was also a very large white population and it was white women. That was surprising. It Does it? Yeah. Does it though? Yeah, it really does. Why? Because majority of these plays, they can't, they, they can't relate to in those situations. But think about Medea. What? No, Madea, yeah. How 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 does how does a, a Caucasian American relate to Madea? I see. I don't think they relate. I think it's it's the funny to them. At her. Yeah, it's, it's, that's what's yeah. funny to them. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I can see that. But my my thing is like, I don't think they would go out of their way just to see see that part. Oh, but, but I could do. be wrong. But because that do. could be like a shucking and driving move that he, on his mm -hmm. part. But the point I'm making is when when this because let's be real, Tyler Perry is a big time dude, man. He's got a bunch yeah. of movies out. Yeah, he's a billionaire. He just hit four. Man, and I'm so proud of him. Like, yeah. but think Crazy. about think about 
the premises of his movies. What's what's generally like always something in his movie? It's always gonna be a black man, a woman, and a like a woman who was done wrong, and then there's this Correct. poor black man who I don't know. He's working a regular dead. I say dead end job. However you get your living, you, you get your living. But they make it seem like it's you know this guy's so regular. He's a he's a, a basic. A, yeah, he's basic. He's <laughs> he's out here. Yeah. All he does is, is fix cars. That's you know, and and nothing wrong with fixing cars because that's a great you know you can make a lot of money doing that. But you know they make it seem like he's he's make down so bad and like he's coming up with this this strong black woman who was done wrong by some other black man you know what i'm saying yeah. those that's the premises of, of the movies and a lot of them like a lot, a lot of, of not all of them but a lot of them right yeah say i'm wrong no yeah. i'm not <laughs> so. now there there's there's always either of well let me let me qualify well, back it up in a lot of the movies that i've seen either the black man has been abusive verbally physically cheated or what you just said which is this woman who's well to do extremely intelligent got all the degrees got the house got the job got the cars got all of these things and this regular dude basic dude like we just mentioned she doesn't know and he he tricks her into believing almost that he has more than what he is and then the climax of the movie is she figures out that he's lying so they break up but she realized okay well maybe i need to lower my standard basically because that's what it turns into yep and then they wind up getting together at the end but there's always not always but there's normally some type of a conflict where it's at the heels of the man every once in a while he does those ones like um the one I can't remember what it's called, but uh, the girl that's that's in Lovecraft Country, she was in it, and she was cheating on her dude with some it's called HIV. Is that what it's called? No, no, no. That's what she called. I know what movie you're talking about. It's oh. called uh, Temptation or something. Like that. That's it, Temptation. Yes. Yeah. So that's what. So he does. He he'll sprinkle it in there every once in a while, just so so dudes don't feel too too bad about it. But the reality is, Todd, what you just said—that's facts. Yeah, he he's become a billionaire by playing off of the stereotypes of our culture, exactly. and and Henry, to your point, absolutely ain't no way that a white woman can relate to Medea on a on a average level. But it's some white Medeas out there too, yeah. and so you got mm. the group that that can relate because that's how they act too. Just on the other side of the fence, then you got the other side that look at it and laugh, just like Fat Albert the cartoon. You think white folks was loving Bill Cosby in that cartoon because they could relate? No, they were <laughs> laughing at it. It was Correct. funny to them. So I think that's the same thing with Medea. And and that's what the whole, and now I'm shifting gears on y'all, but that's one of my issues with the whole wearing a dress thing. Number one, it's old. It's been done so many times before, but what's funnier to a white person than a big old black man wearing a dress? It is comedy gold to them for some reason. So when Dave Chappelle said he wasn't doing it and he talks that story about how they came back three or four times with the writer, the director, the producer, and everybody kept coming back in. And finally, they just said, all right, never mind. We won't put it in there. He stood to his guns. But then you got all these other people like a Kevin Hart who said he would never do it. And then he turns around and does it. And it's like he didn't have to do it to still be the mega superstar that he is. So it's it, it's almost like by Tyler Perry and Tyler Perry like six four, six five, and he ain't skinny. That's yeah. a big old dude. He's a big man in a dress. That's funny. Yeah. 
That's so, hilarious. and I don't know if y'all have ever seen it's even. I mean, you you take that and um, what's it show? The Cleveland show, Cleveland, yeah, the Cleveland show. I don't know if y'all have mm-hmm. ever seen that, like a, a spinoff okay. of uh, Family, Family Guy. Guy, right? And okay, and Cleveland's um wife's uh well mother figure, her name was Auntie. What was her name? Um, Auntie something, but it was her. Her aunt, it wasn't really her aunt, it's her her mom's brother who was dressed up as a woman. Oh, okay. Auntie something. I can't think of the, the, the woman now. So that's, that's but funny. yeah, I mean that's I mean you see that too on 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 these cartoons, these animated cartoons. Same thing. Auntie Mama, that's what they called her. Auntie Mama. Auntie Mama. That's hilarious. Yeah. And Auntie Mama was really because because apparently her mother went away when she was a kid. So the brother of the mother who left dressed up as a woman and became Auntie Mama to to take care of. His gotcha. Niece. Gotcha. OK. You know what I'm saying? So even you see those things, too. That's, that's mm-hmm. just another example I'm throwing out there. Yeah. We, so so going back to to the top now. Let's play devil's advocate. Do you think that black men have in some way or another forcefully put black women in a secondary position in terms of uh, equality? And that's across the board, whether it's job opportunities, uh, respect as a as a human being, um, uh, pay intelligence all these other things do you think that black men have done that to black women i okay ask the question again rephrase <laughs> <laughs> do you think black black men are at fault for some of the issues of uh injustice or inequality that black women face i think okay yes the same i'm gonna say go yes ahead. And I'm going to say yes for this reason and this reason only from a historical standpoint. If you go back into the history of the American Negro, i.e. black people born in these United States um, or before we were even fully the United States, um, the status or black men status was or black men wanted to achieve the status of white men. Um, historically, right? Because, you know, we had slavery, we had all these other things, but they wanted to get out of that and they wanted to achieve the status of white men. White men treated white women like subservient beings and uh, black men followed suit. With that being said, history, you know, if you start at the top, it's going to roll downhill, right? So through all these years, that, that has still it's still in our culture because we've tried to, and and we talk about this too, we've tried to assimilate. And because we've tried to assimilate, I believe that it is our fault that, that, that I believe that we we are at fault for some of the things that black women have been through. Right. Because, um, you, now I'm going backwards. You go back to Africa, black women were the the warriors, right? Joe, you read the book. They were the warriors. Yeah. They did all these some things. instances. Yeah. And in some and instances then they when were they came over here. They became the caretakers, the stay at homes, the, the this, this and that. Right. So I do. I do think that we may be at fault for that just a little bit. 
Well, I'm going to say the same images. You know how Tyler Perry put those same images out, pretty much saying the, the black guy's the bad guy. Yep. With yeah. the, the same images we, as men, put out in rap videos and rap lyrics where we just degrading, downgrading with them, calling them bitches, hoes, I sleep with multiple women, so on and so forth. So it's in all in the eyes of, of the beholder. That's, that's an interesting point. Henry, I'm glad you brought that up because I was actually going to ask a question on the flip side um, and it's going to connect to that here in just a second. Do you believe that black women are the cause for any of the issues that black men are going through in terms of equality, injustice, et cetera? I don't think so. I think that I think that historically they've always tried to empower and I think that there have been times where they didn't know how to empower because, I mean, you think as black men, we have a lot of rage, right? Because we have a lot of, there's a lot of things that have happened to us in the past and, and currently that, you know, black women just, they, they don't understand. They they will never understand. And I think that sometimes they don't, it, it's hard for them to to help because they don't know how to help. So maybe they can be also if that makes so, sense no it does it does it doesn't i'm glad you said that because at first it sounded like you were saying they they were not and i was going to challenge that because i think about just a marriage there's no way that a marriage fails without both people failing at some point so there's no way that we can have a race of people where the entire fault of where we stand today is solely on the shoulders of black men it has to be a combination of both. And the bigger picture is what are the outside forces that are impacting us to behave the way that they're behaving? And I think that's the part that doesn't get enough credit. So when we're talking about these instances of, well, men didn't protect us or women didn't support us or whatever the case may be, our minds get that way, but we're not even discussing who outside of us wants us to fail so even in a marriage you may have some exes or or some some woman or, or there may be some dude that see y'all and hates the fact that y'all are together hates the fact that y'all are happy or doing well and wants to sabotage that and i think that's the same thing with black men and black women it ain't all black women have failed black men or black men have failed black women you got somebody out there that potentially strategically is driving a wedge in between you and then we get to 2020 and, and the, the, we talk about, we create these, these, these dividing lines that for a lot of people, myself included, instantly perk our ears up. So when I hear the black women save the vote, that's, that's cool to say, but what does that statement mean to somebody who's not a black woman? It's cool to say it. Oh yeah, they came, they showed up and showed out. Todd, that's something that you said, that, that phrase. And it's like, okay, that's cool. But when we say that they saved the vote, what are we saying about black men? So instantly there's Same these dividing vote. lines. <laughs> right. And that's my point. So yeah. it's like you're you, at that point, you're putting one above the other. We did it. Y'all didn't. It's y'all's fault. If we, this would have went this way, it would have been y'all's fault. And that's what I'm saying. We, we are so prone and so quick to create these dividing lines within our own group. 
that we can't even begin to look at that there may be somebody outside of our group who is feeding us this nonsense that we're now spewing out as talking points and we don't even realize it. Or there's the sabotage from within. I'll, I'll never forget this that story. Too. There's, I, I remember I was in college. There was this. There was a girl um, who lived with one of my friends, and the girl was she was. If if, if you half white and half black, what are you? I know black. you're mixed, but you're what, black. what are you? You black, right? Correct. Okay, that's what I was thinking too. So I was talking to her, and I, I don't know. I said something about being a black chick, and she like forcefully corrected me, like I am not black. I am biracial, right? So I was like, okay, I'm sorry. And who's right? <laughs> um, but my one of my homeboys went to high school with her, and he told me he's like, bro, straight up, like she's weird. Her mother, who is a black woman, um, married a black man or married a white man. I'm sorry, and um, would tell her daughter. Don't you ever talk to a black man? Don't you? Mm. Don't you even engage in conversation? They're no good. They're all dirty. Now this is a black woman telling her black daughter these things. Yeah. So, I mean, there you go. You got it. You have it Bless from within. Home. She lost. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, and, and that sucks because that's not. It shouldn't be her burden to bear. Clearly, something happened. Yes, clearly. Is leveraging the opportunity to get back at, at black men. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And that's the stuff I'm talking about right there. But if she were to tell her story, somebody would be like, oh, I get it. I understand why she that way. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. And it's it almost like it's okay, like that validation. And And that's where, again, how this whole conversation came up for me today that's where it came, all of it came to pass. It's like, at what point do we stop validating stuff that we know is not okay? But you have your a question. Shoot. I know you said if somebody heard the mother's story and be like, oh, I see why she's like that. Mm -hmm. But wouldn't that be like judging one bad apple? Absolutely. Yeah. Ab absolutely. And that's my point. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. So it's like, it's unfair. And that's why I'm saying we need to do a better job as on an individual level. I've got to be the best version of Joel. And part of that starts with taking accountability for the things that I've done. And that's the reason why I'm in the situation that I'm in. I can always acknowledge and point to other factors, other roadblocks that have been placed in front of me by somebody else. I can definitely do that. But at some point, I've got to be able to take the reins myself. Now, I can be so far gone that I don't even recognize that I'm in my own way. And that's where it's the responsibility of those who are and who've gotten to that point where they do understand. It's their responsibility to go back and help other folks. So when I'm hearing these conversations, like, again, cocktails with queens or red table talk, I'm like, man, but when do you say, Aisha? What about what? Not even that. Forget forget anybody else. Just you. At what point do you be like, I am so okay and love myself so much that I don't even require other people to do this. Does it feel good? Absolutely, but I don't require it. Nobody ever said that to her on the show, and that's simply that evolution of an individual where I do love myself enough where this is no longer a need because she's saying she needs to feel that she wanted that she needed to get what her husband was getting. 
that has more to do with her than it has to do with Steph. Correct. But wouldn't That's, that be like wouldn't that be like a, a old school player take his ring off his finger just to see if he still got it? She wants to know if she still has it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And she 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 does well. She's got all of these things that are now afforded to her by the life that her and Steph have built together. So to still be unhappy. I don't know about no. I don't know about together. You weren't with me in the gym. Well, but but she she had a large uh, social media following too. You wasn't with me shooting in the gym. Huh? <laughs> right, but but then she did have a large social media following, and then she was able to. She wrote that book. She wrote a cookbook, and all that kind of blew up. Now, yeah. so so she did, she made, now granted, I mean, she had a little help, but she, she's made it. A little? Let's keep it, let's keep it all the way 1,000. Would we know who Aisha Curry was if she wasn't married to Steph? Probably not. But, um, that, and I, I that's why so. I said. I think we may. I think we w- may. Well, I'm going to say I don't think so, but that's why it's so much more important to when you're selecting this person that you're planning on being with for the rest of your life, because that's, that's what you're claiming when you get married, that you're making a choice that's bigger than just, Oh, I love them today, or they can do this for me. It's I'm coming to this as comfortable and as whole as I possibly can. I'm hoping you are too. So we can build this thing together. So the reality is Steph wouldn't have them kids without her. He wouldn't Correct. have a lot of the things that he has in terms of confidence, because I'm sure she was big up, big up in him at home when he was at Davidson and they was together and everybody was thinking that he was never going to be what he was today. I'm sure she was probably in his ear giving them big ups. But look uh, at his lineage, though. Look what look absolutely. At the stock he's coming from. He, uh, he had a, he had a leg up. Just he did. He did. All I'm saying is that neither one, neither side can get to can get to where they are without the other side. Because somebody's always going to be there to do something for you that you can't do for yourself because right. you're Correct. doing something else. Right. No, no, she does, the, she does the most important job in the house. To make sure the house is whole, take yeah. care of the kids, the most important piece in that family. So and, and, don't get me wrong, she's, she's, she's 100% me. Mm-hmm. But for her to come out publicly, it's like when she said that her husband wasn't giving her enough attention. That's how I yeah. took it. Yeah, I, I so agree. How there. does that make him look? And and so two parts to that. One, I thought the first thing when I heard that I was like, man, that puts him in a really difficult situation. Oh yeah. Because you know, dudes. Oh, yeah. Steph ain't doing it. All right. Well, I'm gonna do it in front of him. DM jumping. Yep. Yeah, she made I'm it a, harder on him. Yep, I'm gonna do it right in front of his face. I'm gonna let you know this is how I feel about you. And it's if I can get Steph, girl. Like he can fight. <laughs> I make the task at hand. Right, right. That's funny. Oh man, you made me lose my train of thought there. Now you saying if you can get Steph girl? Yeah, yeah. Just well, yeah. That was part of that initial thought. Like if, if I could pull his girl or make her feel this way, and she giving me this time, I, I've done something. So I thought that was kind of sucky. But I yeah. also think that what she what she said, she should have said, but she should have said it to somebody one on one, like a professional. Those are the type of conversations that help us to kind of escape from that straitjacket, that mental straitjacket we put ourselves in sometimes. She she could have easily had that conversation. I think it was brave to have it, but not like that. I thought that did their relationship a disservice, number one, because it put Mm -hmm. Steph under the spotlight as if he wasn't doing enough. And Mm -hmm. then number two, it put him in a compromised position. You get all the attention you need. Look at these bills around here. 
But the other piece that I was going to say was, and this is the sidebar to that, Henry, you said something that I think is so incredibly important. I always do from time to time, man. One of the greatest jobs a man or woman can have, and I say woman because women are blessed with gifts that we ain't blessed with. There's a there's a innate nurturing capability that they have that we don't have naturally. Doesn't mean all of them have it, and it doesn't mean dudes, some dudes don't have it. It just means naturally they are just blessed with that gift. Same way we are blessed with the gift to want to be leaders, providers, protectors. And when I say leaders, I mean of our household. We want to make sure that we're doing everything to make sure our family's good. We want to keep them safe. We want to provide for them, give them what they need. Those are just natural desires and things that are built in men and women. It crosses lines, yes, but it's naturally built into us. So when I hear somebody getting upset about uh, the, the concept or thought of being a stay-at-home mom, that trips me out because what you said, I think is true. Like there is no greater job. There's no career out there that's more beneficial to the overall good of the community than being right there with your children and you controlling what goes into them. You control the images they see. You control all of this. You build them up in a way that they're supposed to be built up as opposed to somebody else or a system doing it for you. Now, if you have desires to go out there and have that career, there's nothing wrong with that, but there's also nothing wrong with wanting to be the one that's solely responsible for what happens with your household. And, and that that's also something that's kind of confused me growing up is, is people, when I've heard them talk about it, they make it sound like it's a bad thing to be a, like a stay-at-home mom. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, y'all, we're running out of time. Okay. Knew that was coming. We got approximately five minutes left. Player, hater, player, hater. So let's go ahead and get these final thoughts out here. Um, whoever wants to go can go. <laughs> Take it away, Joe. I'll come in behind you. I'll add something to it. All right. Well, I'll go first. So for our listeners, you've heard us talk a lot of the last several weeks, several episodes, rather, uh, about things relating directly to to politics. You've even heard us have, have a doctor on talking about men's health. But one of the things I feel like a lot of men shy away from are conversations that have to do with women and women's rights. Because number one, and we said it here, we don't feel equipped to speak on behalf of a woman because we're not one. And I buy into that. At same time, we're not a political podcast, but we talked about it. I'm not a political science major or or at you know this staunch uh, 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 representative of this group that can speak to this eloquently however it does impact me directly and indirectly same thing with my interactions with women I've got a mom I've got a sister grandma aunts cousins a wife a daughter I've got so many women in my life so there's nothing meant to be hateful directed towards women in this conversation if that's what you got from it, then you probably need to go back and listen again to hear that there was never once anything negative said in terms of the character or the qualities of a woman. It's just asking questions. Last thing. We have a great opportunity. We, we have gained this level of solidarity, I believe, in 2020 around a lot of issues. There is no greater time for us to regain 
that level of solidarity within our culture, within our men and women, then right now when we take into account that there may be outside forces that are intentionally trying to impact our relationships. And if we allow that to happen, then yeah, we definitely gonna be like, yeah, it's men's fault that this happened. Yeah, men are responsible for this or women are responsible for this. We gotta get to the point where we like, all right, what am I responsible for? And Henry, you said something again that was beautiful. And, and I say it all the time, which is the where the place I hold men accountable is always going to be the same. If your goal is to sleep with as many women as you can, you're part of the problem. If you made some mistakes in your past, now you're trying to flip the script a little bit, that's different. But if you're the one that's uh um liking the 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 Instagram models, pictures and sending all this stuff and doing all the Google search, giving them the clicks that they need to stay relevant, you're a part of the problem. If you're watching stuff because the way this girl can dance and the way she can move, you're a part of the problem. If you're only giving props to the women that got the fake hair, the fake eyelashes, the fake nails, the fake body, the the Barbie body, the the Mr. Potato Head body, because it it looks good to you, you're part of the problem. That's all I got. Uh, you said you were going after him. That's I was gonna go last. Oh, okay. Um, so I was just gonna say that my final thought has nothing to do with anything. But have either of you ever like went back and listened to episodes that we that we um, talk? I mean, that we have done in the past. I haven't started from episode one, but I've listened to all of them. Okay, so. Do you get, do you learn anything when you go back or do yes. it make you think sometimes? Yes. And that's why I come back and correct myself on episodes sometimes because I heard myself say something stupid. So I just want to say, like, don't be afraid to like go back and do, you know, do it again. If it's not right, like critique yourself. Look, yeah. Like don't be afraid because, because I've done that. I'm like, oh man, that sounds terrible. How can I fix that, right? Like, don't be afraid to correct yourself. So that's what I want. To, I just want to say that, like, because as Joe said earlier, we can all get better. So don't be afraid to correct yourself. Go back and learn from yourself. Because if yep. you learn from yourself, then we can help, you know, fix some of these problems that we have within our community. Truth. Henry? I ain't got nothing, man. Y'all said it right there. So you made me go. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I thought, pretty much. He said, I'm, I'm going to let you go. I ain't got that. I, I, I thought he was about to drop some science. Right. No, man, not tonight. Not tonight. I don't have no science, man. Just, I, I will say this. Uh, what, what we've been harping and preaching this this whole podcast was accountability. Yes. Take accountability, take accountability for your own faults and your own actions in certain situations. Don't be quick, so quick to play the victim. Because when you play the victim and it gets out in the public or open eyes, it's a stereotype. It's a stereotype built there. And you see that on sitcoms and TV shows today as you sit back and watch. It was it was a movie that just came out on Netflix about a crazy uh, boyfriend. It was a black dude. It was uh, Omar Epps. I think Omar Epps and Neil Long. Yes, I know what you're talking about. 
Yes. But that movie has already been shot like five times already. Yes. Yes, it has. They just took the script a little bit. So that's the type of stereotypes that are getting put out there. And until we combat those as a people, we'll still be getting treated like those as a people. Well, there go the science. There it is. So you've heard the church announcements. Uh-huh. Now we're going to pass this collection plate around and um, <laughs> there it is. see who really, see who's a real fan. So, but with that, y'all, we out. Peace. Hello.